Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I am playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. Head to the nearest tavern uh, place of socialization and try to play a few songs. Okay. A little busking around. Per- perform lay music, sir. Oh, that was a three. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. For for a total of oh wait that's for a total of seven. No, just that's just a, oh, I that's actually a three. Okay. Advantage. No, you're fine. Um, that's a three, which means a natural one. You you don't oh okay um, <laughs> you don't know any orcish songs. Um, you try and play some things that are not popular around here. They they aren't big into the the K-pop and the J-pop uh, right. in this area. <laughs> um, I don't know necessarily how you play that. I mean, you play a lute, right? Uh, pan flute. Pan yeah. flute. I don't know really how that would sound, but it's it's it, it wasn't great. Unfortunately, I love this, this mental dance. image. I have no idea what it's of, but I love this mental image. It's like it's, it's walking more in the, the dance kinds of things. Like le- lesson was actually being played, and much more in in like the body language itself of the performance. Yes. Yeah, trying to like go in and like beatbox with the flute, but yes. not. <laughs> but end up doing country instead. Oh I, no. I'm I'm going to assume. Because orc is my favorite enemy, and I actually speak orcish. Correct. I know a little bit about their culture, so I'm just gonna like run up on stage <laughs> and just like scoop him up and just kind of escort him out before they start throwing things at him. <laughs> I'll throw a handful of copper behind me as we leave. <laughs> the uh, the uh, half orc waitress uh, nods Don't appreciatively him. at that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll pay you for putting up with me. <laughs> I just start apologizing in Orcish to people passing by. They look surprised. Um... Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so after that... Um... And then I drop this guy's self once more out of, out of the view. Yes. Uh... So I never did that. Yeah, that, that guy, where, where did he go? He, oh, wait, he disappeared so quickly. That guy was terrible. He's, he's <laughs> never coming back again. Nope. <laughs> Not in that disguise self. You should go back in in a different disguise self. That <laughs> <laughs> is an elf. <laughs> no, same disguise, but with a big mustache. Groucho yeah. <laughs> Marx mustache with the spectacles and everything. I, this really is just turning into uh, that Monty Python. Uh, we'll come in again. <laughs> nope, that didn't work. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you guys wrap up in town. And as you get back to your cart, uh, so it's, it's you know, Brynar's cart with his, um, his little logo on the side. You notice a, a large mess of stuff under a tarp uh, in the back that you did not bring with you. All right. Um, it doesn't since move. Since Bertrand rides in the back of the cart, he'll just kind of lift a corner of the tarp and look at it. Okay. Uh, you find a pile of items. Uh, you see a rather large warhammer, a small jewelry box, a rather curious-looking sort of 
dark bluish, like sort of grayish blue book and a buckler. Bertrand will look at Trather and be like, did you go on another shopping spree? <laughs> uh, shockingly, no. N none of this matches Trather uh, in terms of color scheme. Um, well, it doesn't match this outfit, but the point touche, is well taken. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if uh, anyone wants to... Um... Is there anybody around? No. I, like, John's first inclination, like, like were, were these stolen? Like, have we been made accomplices? Do you know detect magic? Could these I'll be go talk I do I'm know going... detect magic. Cool. Um, While they're doing that, I'm going to go find Gron. Okay. Um, what Bernard didn't tell you is the second half of your contract for the day is getaway driver. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, I'm in. Second... <laughs> Notes for later, because that may come up again at some point. Uh, but no, yeah, uh, feel free to go find Gron, or uh, if anyone has Detect Magic, wants to make Arcana checks, do any of those yeah, kind of things, no, go for let it. Let them do that, and then I'll talk to Gron. So yeah, yeah I, I sense magic. Uh, okay, I'll and yeah, William or Ginny or Peter, if you want to also make an Arcana I've check, actually, go I've for I've got it. Identify, not Detect Magic. Oh, okay, yeah, go for that. That's also fine. All right. All right. Um, so what you guys kind of, as you poke around at this weird assortment of items that are just kind of left for you, you notice a couple of things. One, there's a, in the book, uh, the book appears to be some sort of, of magic itself. Um, it has, I'm going to put the title, uh, it's called the Book of the Charatun. Uh, that's sort of the title written on the inside. There's actually a piece of paper sticking out of it. Um, and on that piece of paper is written a very short note. As, as you look, as, whoever wants to read the note, you, what you see... Exploding runes! We're all dead! Oh! <laughs> that was the no, plot. That's the plot. I, I prepared explosive runes this morning. <laughs> no, this is why Vatten didn't pick up the items. Because he to be a thief, and the one time someone set out a honeypot with explosive runes, he knew this guy. After that, he was called Four Fingers. But before that, they called him Ten Fingers. Oh, no. <laughs> Would have been cooler if he'd been called Eleven Fingers. Wait, what? Thirteen <laughs> Fingers? No, that was, no, the Thirteen Fingers, that was this um, guy, uh, sorcerer. He was like, I know alteration magic. And then... <laughs> Whoops. Anyway, that was a little different. Although he had a lot of rings. That was a really good haul that one day. Uh, anyway, all the blame. Yeah. No, Vatten's not going near the suspiciously valuable stuff because <laughs> just that one time that somebody had explosive runes on it and was like, "I'm going to catch these things." No, Vatten's not going near that. Nope. Uh, okay. I, I like the idea of like putting the honey pot out for thieves and then just sitting down to dinner and you hear, just hear this boom from the alley like a shriek. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> okay, so the note you find in the book. Um, it's very simple, very short. Uh, it basically just reads, I wanted to say thank you uh, for rescuing my little sister and niece. Your help was most appreciated. Uh, and it just... So little sister and niece, we know who that is. Yes. Yes. You know the little sister. Uh, so you... Obviously, Avia is the niece. Uh, and her mother... Uh, her mother is the little sister of the hawk. Yes. Um, um, it has no signature, but it has a, the little talon mark on it. And uh, just says thank you. 
and it was with the items. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so between your identif identification and detecting of the sparkly things... Um, and checking three times to make sure it's not explosive rooms. It's probably fine. Um, and, the and the Arcana check. Uh, what you have in front of you um, are a plus one Warhammer, a Ring of Protection, a Buckler with the ability... Uh, Shim, when you, when you look at this, it has... You kind of think if someone gets too close to you and hits you and you block it with the buckler, you could maybe use it once to, like, force them backwards. Ooh. Um, let me... I'll actually put it in the chat. Uh, but the he, old buckler of shoving? Yes. The, <laughs> the real aggressive buckler of you're too close into my personal bubble. Um, uh, sir? Buckler of personal space. Sir. Is that force a... Uh, my bubble, sir. I'm not touching you. Bubble. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Is that force an uh, opportunity attack? <laughs> uh, no, no, unfortunately. Um, that'd be a real problem. Um, no, it uses your reaction. Right, right, right. Uh, and the book appears to uh, contain one spell. And I'll let you, whoever takes the book choose what first level spell they want. That I'm not particular about that. Uh, the book Ooh. grants advantage on intelligence-based skill checks. I'll take the Warhammer if you don't mind. So there yeah. is theoretically something here for everyone. Uh, obviously, um, yes, the Warhammer is for Peter or John, whichever that makes more sense for. I, I was gonna, I was gonna arm wrestle uh, <laughs> for the Warhammer <laughs> because that does kind of amuse me. Opposing strength checks. Let's do it. It's a, it's a martial weapon. You want my old one? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the no, idea I'm of, of. I'll take whatever's left. John, who is very, uh, I think I shouldn't, I wouldn't say small, but. Definitely not having the highest strength score. Just carrying that around like like it's nothing. Just like slung over one shoulder very casually. Hey, I like it. How's it going? Uh, I might recommend John take the ring since a lot of John's spells are touch spells. And that that is just a flat plus one bonus to our armor class. Okay. Is it is it the regular DMG ring of protection? I believe so. It's actually... It's, okay, you know what? You know what? If it's like a plus to armor class, my armor class is 11, and I'd like a higher one, please. There you go. Uh, <laughs> plus one to AC and saving throws. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. As long as you are wearing it. Alright. And, okay, so that's the... Da, 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 da. And then, yeah, Shim took the buckler. I think the book might actually work better for William, because he does make a lot of intelligence checks. Yes, but so far he hasn't needed advantage on any of them. <laughs> there is that. It has not been necessary. <laughs> I would hate to, to ruin the the effect that he apparently already has without it. Yeah, no, it's uh, that that makes a lot it of sense. It seems to, to be some kind of built-in character trait I didn't necessarily intend for William's character. <laughs> uh, but he seems to do Well, no, it, it actually really is in character for him to be the learned Heavily, sage of yeah, the group. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that actually it works quite nicely. <laughs> All yeah. those books and magazine articles, man. Are you still going to find Gron? Well, I was, but then we found the note, so... Okay, I mean, if you want to still go talk to him, that's fine. I just... I didn't know if the note no, was... No, it was mostly just going to be, did you put stuff on our cart? No. No? Okay. I don't know what you're talking talk. about. Probably. Cough. That, that, was, that was going to be the gist of the conversation. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so you guys have your cart. Like I said, you can spend some time or even the evening in Drin if you don't want to go back till the next day. Because uh, it is getting on towards evening. They will put you up in the inn. Not the one that 
uh, Shim tried to play at a different one. Um, just so you everyone know. is banned from that in forever. Yes. Like the whole the inn shut down. It's like no, we've been polluted by this horrible song. We must burn this building and never speak of it again. They're they're gonna have to bring in a band to uh, yeah. to play a full set. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, either either way, however it is, you guys want to go back. The next day, we'll say you guys arrive back in Meissen, back at Brenner's. Good, you're back. That hey, Brenner, how'd it go? Quite well. Had to fight an air elemental, but eh. curious. Uh, Saley looks. Apparently they've been having some problems with them out there. Saley looks intrigued and then moderately concerned because air elemental conflicts with the whole flying thing. Ooh, that seems bad. And yeah, no. Mm -mm. It was dealt with fairly straightforwardly. Yeah. So I I don't know if that ever like really sat right with that Vatten because like I know the desert are air air elementals a thing in the desert. Sometimes, um, not necessarily like multiples that close together. That does yeah. seem a little uncommon to you. Like you think like there's... like fairly uncommon to you. You think there's something mysterious about this, then? I haven't ever really heard of two air elementals like attacking the same place in the desert, too. They're not... I don't know if that's anything I've ever actually heard of. I know very little of, of elementals, but I do know that they can, I believe, be called up and controlled. Is that... I'll sort of glance at or Is that correct? Uh, William, you think that's definitely a reasonable thing that could happen? Sounds it, correct to me. It's something we need to think about. Well, I, for one, have no particular issue going back and uh, venturing out into the desert to investigate. We're going to need some more supplies if you want to do that. Well, we to be sure. Do not have enough water for that one. To be sure. Ginny, if John would make me a history check with advantage, since you are from a similar desert-ish area. Uh, that was, sorry, that was history? Yes, with advantage. That's a 19! That is, in fact, a 19. I think that's my first decent roll of the night. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> like it. Um, okay, so you... Curse is broken! <laughs> we fixed it. Um, you know yeah. from your time in a similar, and not that far away, uh, desert-ish area, yeah, this is not a very common thing at all. Yeah. Uh, you have heard times where there will be upticks in the number of, of occurrences like this they there's a group you've you heard about when you were a child uh john heard about that wanders that desert further to the south looking for someone they've been wandering that desert for several decades they've never found the person they're looking for but they never stop looking they don't respond well to visitors necessarily Okay. Um, and you know that's roughly the same area, sort of near Dren, but like several days away, mm. further to the south. You you do remember that from when you were um, from the area you grew up in. Okay. And Dren is a relatively new establishment. Relatively, yeah. It's mostly just an orc encampment, huh. but big enough to like justify civilization. Uh -huh. Qualities, yes. All right. Well, all all of these have piqued Vatten's curiosity. It, 
definitely something that he's gonna like be pondering and weary of. Okay. Um Renar kind of kind of looks a lot of you over. <clears throat> That's uh that is most unusual and if uh, you feel it merits further investigation uh, by all means, I'm sure they'd appreciate the help and that would uh probably put you in good standing with the folks in charge. Yeah. I definitely need more information before we just go out into the desert looking for air elementals. I don't understand the problem. <laughs> I don't know. There's you... a lot of air out here, guys. Are we sure we're looking at the right air? Is it? Is this the know. right part of the... I can't tell. It looks a little swirly. Nope, that's regular normal wit. Dang it! <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about raisins? <laughs> oh, California. All right. What do the lot of you? I'm glad someone. What's the laugh? He said raisin, so I said California, which is the. Okay, so back in the 1980s, <laughs> there you, was man. a California raisin. Yep. That were yep. inexplicably popular. There were some like. 50s or 60s doo-wop group that got back together for some sort of raisins? It, it was a, uh industry ad campaign. Yeah, that somehow also had little plastic figurines, and then they showed yes. up on a claymation Christmas special singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It, yeah, that's, and that's then how it's, it's, advertising it's was done in the 80s. And yeah. then the NES game. Mascots, yeah, that's exactly how advertising was done. Imagine if the Beach Boys were a set of dried fruit trying to sell you something. I mostly know the Beach Boys from, um, and then also their appearances on Full House. Yeah, you know that before I left Cleveland, they played at Riverbend, and John and John Stamos played drums with them. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know I missed that. I'm disappointed. He's not just a little bit of a Beach Boys fan. He plays with them. When they go on tour. Interesting. Uh, okay, yeah. I learned a thing. All right. Um, what are you guys doing now? I, John would like to uh, sort of go around and ask about that sort of nomadic group of people looking for someone. Like if anyone has sort of heard word of them in the area recently. Okay. Um, sure. Make me a persuasion or pr- probably persuasion. 13. Okay. Um, so you find, um, a lady walking through town, uh, and you recognize her as having been someone you actually saw, you passed on the way, to, uh, to Dren. She was in a different merchant caravan, coming back from Dren. And she, as you come up to her, oh, um, I saw you on the road the other day. Hi. How, how are you? Uh, good enough, good enough. Uh, it's... This is going to be a strange question. Sure. Have you heard of and describes nomadic group? Oh, um, yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately? Um, we were in a different caravan some years ago and ran into that lot. Oh, dear. They're not, um, the most liking of having visitors. I've heard as much. Um, They they mostly come out of out of the gray desert in the south. You you know the name Gray Desert well. Um, that is the desert next to the town you grew up in. That sort of 
the dragon in the Great Desert is the reason, reason the rift exists. Okay. Uh, and they are in that. That's the desert they tend to uh, wander. Okay. Um, I heard tell they've come to the edge of the desert again. In the okay. last few days. It, it happens right. every couple of years. Mm. Someone's bringing them supplies, but no one knows who. Really? Okay. Is there a specific supply storehouse that they're stealing from? As far as anyone can tell, someone's actually being, like, delivering to them. Like, is being paid to make a delivery. So oh. They disappear back into the desert again. Okay. It's it's most unusual. On a whim, um, not not really a whim, but Vatten's going to take all of his, like, more recent survival gear, which is more geared towards the north and kind of the woods and the foothills, more of that area. He's he's going to start trading it in and getting some stuff better for some desert campaigns because he's just got a feeling that's where this is heading anyway. Okay. Um, you, you find a supplier who will more or less let you exchange stuff with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just the abstracting... I now have stuff that's better for a desert. Yes. Don't need the big sleeping bag, need the linen sleeping bags, like that sort of thing. More water canteens, etc. Yeah. Heavy cloaks um, to keep the sand out, yada yada. And just stay warm during the night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, stuff, stuff to stay warm during the night, but to also not like pack a lot lighter, that sort of thing. That now loosely um, looks like a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I can't make that sound, uh, but I would if I could. I I might, and I still won't. Uh, you harn on your own time. <laughs> yes. I didn't know there was a word for it, but I like it. That's Technically, fine. I think that's what they use for Chewbacca's sound, but whatever. Sure, that's fine. I startle, I startle easily, but I'll be back, and then in greater numbers. That's right. Um <laughs> That took me a second, but I really like that. Vatten, <laughs> Vatten, too, Vatten. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's too many puns. We can't do that. Oh, no, that was great. That was very good. That one didn't resonate. I was like, I don't... Oh, oh, very good. Oh, the Obi-Wan cuts. They're... He's so sarcastic. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, unless uh, I... I meet with John and hear this information. I don't. I don't really have too much else to do. My only thought is I might have a better idea of who to contact for supply lines because there's not that many suppliers out in the desert, and I'm from generally ish this area of the desert, or would at least know. You something know, probably more regional. You can think of maybe one person who a would deliver to the desert. And B would deliver to a group like this. Is that Granarn? No, no, definitely no. not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Granarn and I do not get along. I like to be paid for what I do. There is not enough copper to not give people for Granarn to ever take that job. Yeah, no, no. He tried that once. And yeah. uh, anyway, that's we're not going to get into that. <laughs> Granarn was the one um, with the 10 fingers originally. 
Most unfortunate. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Make me a, uh, make me a Wait, top. Wait, now, is Renard now 13 fingers or four fingers? Six and I'm a half. <laughs> uh, make me a talking to some folks check. Oh, um, let's see what I have. All right, I got a, I'm just, all right, it's just, I got a plus zero to all of this. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, tell you what, do it, actually I do it with too. advantage because you have history. This is part yeah. of your background. I I know a guy who might know who, a guy. Who may have known a guy at some point. Those are both fine. Ooh, I rolled a 19 and an 18 for keeping score at home. Uh, Perfect. Just rolling hot today. Love it. Okay, so you know there's one guy. That one guy's name is Shrell. Shrell's a... Uh, Interesting gentleman. You don't know where you can find Shrell, but you know where you can find the guy who does does Shrell's accounting. That is an important guy to know. It is. Um, his name's just Nick. N-I-K. <laughs> and you know where Nick hangs out. So if you would like to go... Uh, so you, you walk into the place... He actually, he hangs out at the same place that Shim usually plays when he's in Myosin. All right. Nick, so... more commonly spelled N-Y-C-K-Q. Nick. Ah. <laughs> Nick. It's close. It's very close. But Nick to his friends. All right. Um, when, when we're heading that way, can I uh, just see if, I don't know, if Shim wants to come along? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's probably best not for just one guy to come wandering in alone. Cause right. Do do you need some muscle? Two people is better than one. It's harder to get jumped in a place like this if there's two people. Well, right. I'm saying, do you need a third? I think I think two will do it. All right. Yeah, take Trather anyways. It can't hurt him anything. This Jeff. <laughs> It'll keep. I, that's it not true. <laughs> uh, it, more loosely, yeah, right? it's not but would you take him anyway <laughs> it redistributes the mischief more than anything else yeah. <laughs> we need to keep like an even layer of mischief across the and and if you really want to uh like if you want to send me in the head i can go and start playing and then just be available if you keep everything in the main room that works i think we'll do something like that if it doesn't work out i'll whistle and Shim, okay. Shim, you recognize the guy he uh, he describes. You see him in there regularly. Yeah. Right. I, I will not actually whistle loudly. I don't want to blow out everyone's headphones. So I'll head in first That's and uh, yes. start I'm concerned really about the ear, um, eardrums inside the headphones, but I thank you just the same. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys walk in. Uh, Shim sets up for another set. Uh, lays into that pan flute. Um, and it, it, it I'm, I'm, you're not even gonna have to roll. Uh, this is actually you're you're at home here. You feel very comfortable in uh, in this establishment, uh, and you you actually really the same things the orcs don't appreciate in your in your set list. Uh, this town loves. Right. Yeah. This is the time to really lay into those elvish Ed Sheeran lyrics. It didn't really go over in the orc place. A little better here. They they don't yeah. like their Ed Sheeran there. They really don't. But, but here, oh. it's perfect. Oh, this one time, Elvish Lady Gaga mistook me for a waiter. 
<laughs> that doesn't translate well. That I mean that that really happened though, which is yeah. Oh, that's it's really it, but it's better when you hear the the original pan flute. That's oh true. yeah, 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 and the Elvish lyrics just roll off the tongue. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Absolutely right. <laughs> okay, so he lays into some Ed Sheeran apparently, um, but not for copyright reasons. It's fine. Um, so Daniel, you see that uh, Vatten notices Nick seen in his usual corner, and he looks up and sees. Hmm. <laughs> you never know. Everyone continues to be surprised that I'm not as dead as they thought. I never thought you were dead. I'm just... I never expect to see you. How you doing? Well, uh... I've been better. I'm trying to track down a group. And okay. your employer... Sure that you keep the books for yeah. might be the only person I could think of that would supply to a nomad group out in the desert. His face gets decidedly less excited and his voice gets much quieter. No, no one, no one knows about that. How do you, hmm, that's not good. You really it's, don't. <laughs> I don't know what you want, Batten, but you don't want to go there. You really, the, the wanderers are not, uh, you don't you don't want to go there, Vatten. That's that's a whole thing. I hear that a lot. And truth be told, no one really did know until you just told me. <sighs> just like always. That's why I like you. Yeah. Watch out for yeah. the floating one. He's an angry little dude. So the floating one, the wanderers. Yes, four of them. Been wandering that desert for a couple decades, looking for their boss. It's not that big a desert. What do you know about the boss? That's the interesting thing. If you want to really get down to it, no one knows who the boss is. No one knows why they're still looking for him. No one knows if that's even where he went missing. But mm. they sure think so. And, uh, well, judging by the largest one with the giant... Giant Warhammer. No one's going to argue with them. Now, I'm I'm not saying I'm here to argue with them. I wouldn't. Tread lightly, kid. Tread lightly. Feisty bunch. Well, then my question for you would be, how do I track them? <laughs> I'm not looking to mess up your delivery. Oh, no. Because I know, you know how things I know how things blow back. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so much worried about that. Uh, you'll you'll find them if you need to. They tend to wander out of the desert to the edges every once in a while. That's, Kicks up I've some been, big storms. I've been hearing they've done that a lot lately. You'll see. You'll notice them. Four of them, think... all black. Heavy armor, big weapons, floating cart. That's going to be a tough thing to do in the desert without getting noticed. They're uh, not particularly concerned with who sees them and who doesn't. <clears throat> one, one group, about 20 years ago, went down there. Armed. They, uh, they came back alive. No one goes back. I'm not sure why Shrill took the job, to be honest. Do they at least pay well? <laughs> Diamonds. 
Diamonds. Just diamonds. Vat Vatten's eyebrow spikes and then he smooths it back down. <laughs> <laughs> the big ones that you only get out of the desert. And far more of them than anything we take them is worth. Huh. They don't care. Got to keep looking. All right. Well, that's interesting. Tread lightly, kid. Tread lightly. As always, your discretion is appreciated. <laughs> and I'll just... I, I came into a little more gold recently, and I know that he works for some big accounts, so I'll just slide him at least the gold. He just kind of... He looks at it, and he slides it back. You're good. All right. Well... If I wander into town again, I'll owe you a drink. Noted. I'd feel bad if I didn't tell you to be careful. I don't go on the deliveries. All right. Well, I I think we at least have a good, some good information, some good leads. So I think we'll slide out, and I'll just give the whatever sign we previously established is all clear to Shim up front. As Trather stands by the door, wearing sunglasses on the inside, just to make him look that much more imposing. <laughs> Probably. Yep. Trather's like, I have anachronistic technology, just so I look tougher. That's right. Teeny tiny useless sunglasses. Yeah, and I just, I'm like, well, yep, <laughs> that that tracks. And I just kind of keep walking. But body. I give, I give him a nod, finish the set, and then follow. Moderate clapping, a few cheers. One guy with a poster with your name on it. Woo! <laughs> got to build it. You got to build from somewhere. Uh, well, welcome back anytime, Jim. As always. Uh, okay. So, what do the lot of you, with your newfound information about fun, fun, totally fun people that are going to be a lot of fun? I promise. Um, where's where did a few the, too many uh, funds what, in that? What, what, was that too, was to that too many? It. Okay, I wasn't sure. I say we honestly we just go scout until we find them. Okay, like sure, it's sure. not the biggest area, and if they're close enough to Dren that they're causing trouble, like they aren't that far away. Yeah, it's 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 close enough. I can lead us around the desert without any without any real detriments. I already packed a bunch of stuff and I can, I'm really good at foraging ration for six yeah, people. And, so. and it'll, it'll be super easy because like I said, it's my favorite terrain. So traveling survival, anything like that, I've already gotten the bag. Okay. Um, so right. I'm assuming you guys tell Brennar you're leaving and, uh, I, they know they may need your help. Go. You're fine. We're good here for now. So, uh, and, and Bastion points at the shelf of where some of their more recently brought in things are. If there's anything you need for your journey, feel free. Uh, what, and I ask John, um, do you need anything special if you're bringing your new succulent out into the desert? No, it'll be happy with the sunlight, and uh, I can just give it little bits of water as it needs it, and I don't think it will. I think we'll be fine. The, the bird flies off of Bastion's shoulder, pulls one tiny bad leaf off the plant, and then flies back. <laughs> Thank you. It kind of chirps at you. Okay, so 
Do you guys have anything else you want to do? If not, you will head south. All right. So as, as we're exploring, just to check in with the rest of the group, what I have a guess, but what are we going to do when we meet the wanderers? Like, what's our end goal here? Um, ask them if they're responsible or if they know who's responsible for uh, this uptick in was it elemental activity? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably a good starting point. Um, now noted, our group is remarkably pretty good about getting out of things and just talking. But I I didn't know what our end goal like. What are we trying to accomplish? I think we're just trying to figure out why these air elementals have been so much more active and hostile lately yeah i think i think i'm our main goal is to make the air elementals stop if we can do that through diplomacy fantastic i'm guessing we might not be able to with these guys i want to learn some desert songs (laughs) (laughs) all right well shim has the most pure motives I, I could at least teach right, you Right, because, because wanting innocent people to stop getting attacked by air elementals is such a selfish <laughs> I mean, hey, man. It's all about the music. Okay, so you I'm guys, the distraction. I mean, hey, that's not nothing. Sometimes that's necessary. Um, okay, so you guys head south. Uh, it yeah, takes you I'm, a couple of days, but Batten's very, fairly comfortable with the route. Yeah, and I'd teach him at least one desert song I learned on the way, so the bandit raiders nice. cactuses and tumbleweeds and all we are is dust in the way <laughs> no, I, I was gonna go with uh, uh something about the uh, uh, love he met from a girl in el paso but you know that's fine too. <laughs> i just have desert horse with no name stuck in my head so that's, uh, whatever anything's right. fine uh so that Vatten also had that song, but on the first day he named the horse. <laughs> it's important you're to do Bob that. now. If you have a different name, you can tell me. Until then, you're Bob. <laughs> you don't like it? Just say nay. Uh, 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 all right. Working around, um, trampled beneath the hooves of that one. <laughs> along this, along this walk, also as we're doing this thing, I want to discuss the uh, finer points of shield uh, etiquette. As we walk. All right. Um, Excellent. Bertrand will be more than happy to help you with that. Like, show you a couple of different grips and stuff. And then he'll, once the beginning stuff is done, he'll probably refer you to Trather, who's even better than he is. And Shim is picking up the fine art of bucklers. Can I, um, can I watch as well? I'd, I'd like to learn a little bit. Certainly. I think she actually also uses a buckler. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Melee actually has a buckler too, so that works nicely. Learn more from the failures than the uh, successes. That's how it works. She takes notes as always. <laughs> All right. I feel like somehow Vatten gets roped into this, but mostly to be the guy with the sword that gets hit with a buckler a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, when he, now when he swings like that, you parry and punch him in the stomach with a shield. Pull. <laughs> Pull your punches. I, I like to think Vatten quickly talks Trather into being the punching bag. <laughs> yeah, eventually, like, yes. You just... have plate armor. Let's, let's go up to someone you? with a higher armor class. 
Yeah. Well, like he like he likes Melee, like the you know, hung out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Bit. But yeah, no, after about day one, he's like, No, too many bruises. You know, <laughs> Trather, I bet you could really be a good mentor to your squire here. <clears throat> well, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, you could do this. Mm. When you get the wind knocked out of you for the third time, it really starts to really starts to set in. All right, so you guys Marcher um, will probably notice that and discreetly hook him up with a little magical healing. <laughs> because Bertrand is nice that way. <laughs> just magical healing reaches down with Vatten on the ground, just grabs him by the belt and pulls straight up. <laughs> do you ever see a coach do that in baseball? Like a kid gets hit with the stomach and the coach walks over and like grabs him by the belt and just pulls up and the kid goes <gasps> and breathes in. Huh. Yep. No. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that worked. Gets it gets the diaphragm moving. Um, oh, makes sense. Huh. Okay, so you guys make your way, and you end up after a couple of days of of parry lessons and <laughs> beating uh, each other up on the road. Yeah, Got more it. or less. Yeah. Um, the stopping <clears throat> at night to rest is most appreciated for everyone. Um, you guys end up on the edge of a. You're like in a desert D area like there's a lot of sand but you end up on the edge of what looks like a very like it's an area where the sand is constantly swirling and whipping around and okay. you see at the distance four figures black cloaks and a cart that appears to be floating behind them and they're oh. just walking oh there they are yep now, as soon as we see the part where the sand's like constantly swirling around, Vatten just points and goes, that ain't right. <laughs> that seems incorrect to me. Uh, so I'm going to put you guys roughly there. Um, and as you get a little closer, and as they get a little closer, you see four large forms. Well, one one large form and three not as large forms because, Yeah. Oh, and I moved my layers around incorrectly. There we go. Uh, okay. In front, to the sides, and floating off on his own. So you see four creatures. Uh, one appears to be, like, imagine how big an orc is. And, like, so you know there's, like, orc and then there's, like, half orc. This is, like, two orc. Oh. Um, this is, like, Goliath plus. Uh, huh? Yeah. It Goliath, but, like, in orc form. Uh, and then you have what appears to be a, a a gentleman kind of just floating along, just kind of levitating and hovering, maybe Elvin at one point. On the other two, you really can't see their faces that clearly, but they have large pole arms. And then the orc, orc squared, double orc, <laughs> orc and a half, um, gallon of orc, that's it, uh, has uh, a very, very large... Warhammer. Like, bigger... The Warhammer is the same size you are. Okay. And they're just kind of wandering alone, and the floating one has taken notice of you. And the group stops, and he kind of floats over to the side. <clears throat> hmm. Smile and wave in a very non-aggressive manner. Since I don't think you work for Trill, what do you want? Well, we're looking for some information about some elementals that have been 
plaguing some of the nearby towns. I'm familiar with them, so to There's speak. There's been a good, good. There's been a bit of an uptick in activity, and since you know the desert well, uh, as I've been told, we thought you might be able to point us in the direction of that particular problem. He he pauses, uh, looks around. Um, the the woman behind him kind of chuckles, uh, and looks at you. I believe you're here. We're going to have to ask you to stop. Now the big one laughs. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. He looks at the the one who's floating next to him. Are we bored yet? And the the one who's floating next to him. No, I don't believe so. They are most curious. Huh. Well, hmm. Uh, I must regret to inform you that uh, a. Uh, uh, first and, and most importantly, of course, um, as we do not stop, neither shall the elementals. Two, uh, and more unfortunate for you than us, uh, I tire of you. He waves his hands, and an air elemental drops out of the sky on top of you guys, and basically just shoves you all back. Like... 40 or 50 feet. And you guys all just kind of land in a heap. No one takes any damage. Mm -hmm. But you just land in a pile. And as you look up, the wind swirls up on the edge of the desert again, and you don't see them anymore. Uh, well, that was tedious. I don't even know why they're doing this. And I didn't learn a song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you some hymns on the way back. <laughs> Priorities, Jim. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming the air elemental that landed in the middle of us is one of them not friendly types. Uh, it dissipates as soon as it shoves you back. And they're gone as well. And they're gone as well. Hey, as you guys kind of write yourselves, everybody gets up, dust yourselves off, a giant shard of a black material flies out of the desert and juts itself into the ground in front of you. There's Walk something and... scrawled on the side of it. Okay. What's it say? We would greatly appreciate it if you did not come back. Next time, yeah. we will not be so kind. Well, that was extraordinarily polite. Do you think can next we, time it'll be more firmly worded? Yeah, can we like deduce the approximate trajectory of the of the shard to like figure out where they are and just go there and have stronger words? <laughs> Excellent. I I particularly find this plan attractive. I mean, they said they wouldn't be as polite. They didn't say they would be combative. I never did. That's not nothing, I guess. I just said stronger words. That is a yep. start. Sure. Um, Jenny, uh, John is fairly certain this, the shard itself might not be magical, but whatever made it appear and fall from the sky probably was. Uh, okay. Make me an arcana check. Cool. Or uh, R, if you would like to shim anyone who, who has read a lot of books 
or just happens to know a lot about falling space rocks. I got a 15. That is plenty of for falling space rocks. 11 doesn't hurt anything. Um, so the two of you have a, have a brief discussion about falling space rocks and a history of falling space rocks. Um, and you're pretty sure you got a rough idea of at least where the rock would have come from, the sky from. So you could maybe work backwards from that, sure. All right. <clears throat> hey, Ard, does your book have trigonometry equations in it? I think we might need those. If you carry the seven and then something about pi... Yeah, this angle, and then... And, and then, then I get distracted uh, because there's pie. Um, oh, man, I got... It, it's strawberry sand. rhubarb. I got sand <laughs> in my cosine tables. Oh. oh. That's always unfortunate. I had to explain to a kid uh, who was being tutored at my library today what algebra was, and it looked like he wanted to cry. <laughs> kid, I have bad news. <laughs> yeah, I have bad news for you. Sometimes <laughs> the numbers just aren't there. Yeah, and you have Sometimes. to figure them out. How Sometimes do you feel about the you alphabet? You can't figure them out, and there's two numbers they could be. How, how do you feel about alphabet letters? Okay, now how do you feel about putting them with numbers? How do you feel about Greek letters? <laughs> also those. Okay, so you guys work your way backwards, uh, and you see them in the distance. They don't appear to have taken notice of you. I kind of want to just follow them. Okay, I can track. If one of them's an orc, then I can very easily track them because we're on favored terrain with a favored enemy. You can track him with advantage because he's twice as much orc, so he should be <laughs> twice I, as easy to follow. I think I I get advantage anyway just because he's an orc. There it is, perfect. So this is yeah all all the advantage for all the orc following. Um, Unless I. Yeah, unless I absolutely botch this, uh, like we could just follow him for literal days. So you said that well. Um, speaking of that concept, oh. they don't stop walking. And you guys follow them, uh, assuming you do nothing else to, to interact with them, for several hours. They just keep walking. And appear to really not care that you're following them if they've even noticed. You're fairly certain they've noticed. But they don't seem to care. Do you do anything to get closer or attempt to have aggressive negotiations, as I like to call them? So from from what I know about them and from what John has communicated, they're just known as the wanderers. Like that's if we don't do anything, they're just going to keep walking. Correct. So, unless we interfere in some way, like, that, this is all that's going to happen. Yes. The best, you, the best you've determined, that's sort of just what they do. And then occasionally, the bad storms kick up. Do, do we want to, do we really want to interact with them, right? Trother will happily do so. Then Shim starts jogging forward with his pan flute out. Hey! Hey! You guys know any songs? Can you guys teach me some songs, please? <laughs> it's been a long day. I need some songs. Bonus points for audacity. <laughs> Another shard flies out of the sky and lands in front of you. <laughs> Nothing by Ed Sheeran, please. <laughs> uh, a shard, like, if you do actually chase after them and attempt to kind of close the gap, a shard does come down and land in front of you. Uh, there is nothing written on it, but it does... In 
attempt to impede your forward movement. Unless, kinda, you want, unless you want to make some kind of football move to get around it. Kind of look back at the group. Yeah? <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, if that's the approach you're going to have, I suppose. I mean, Vat, Vatten will just crack his neck and charge ahead with you. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, then, yeah, let's break Bertrand into a... stumpy little legs carry him along <laughs> behind. Like if if yeah, like if we're gonna do this, I'm I'm right at home in the desert. Like I'm good to go. I yeah. can't think of a better place to have this happen. Then let's do it. Okay, so as you guys kind of pick up the pace and and kind of close on them, um, you do get within a, a distance where you can actually hear them, and you hear the floating one. Cole, I tire of this. Uh, the the double orc grunts, turns around, and he swings his warhammer down, and it slams into the ground, and a wave just kind of of earth just kind of just kind rolls of, up and rushes at you guys. Dexterity saves. Oh, and I get I get plus one to saving throws now. You do. <laughs> Okay. I rolled a zero because Bertrand has a penalty. Yes, you do. Oh. Hold on. Okay. Uh, William, you don't have to. William, you don't have to make the save because R is flying. Okay. Boom. There you go. Wow. Okay, so we have everything from a six and a zero uh, to an eighteen and a twenty-five. Um, okay, so yeah, John Trather and Bertrand are knocked to the ground. Um, Shim and Vatten manage to kind of like somersault over the rolling wave as it rushes at them. And as you look up, you see the, the one who's floating get this kind of annoyed look on his face. And he twists his hand and a storm kicks up, like a, a sandstorm, and you lose sight of them. Sort of. You think you could probably keep following them, but it, it would just be the two of you. I I will stop and help the others. I'm yeah. I'm down for a fight, but I'm not foolish enough to take on four four to two. Yeah. Bertrand will shake the sand out of his helmet and put it back on. It seems like more sand got into the helmet than should be able to fit in there, but that's what happens when it you keeps, roll a zero. It, it's like it's an infinite helmet now. Yeah, it just yeah, keeps right. pouring sand out for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, right now Vatten is regretting not showing people how to take like strips of muslin cloth and kind of use them to help seal up joints and armor and boots <laughs> they're all regretting it too <laughs> yeah yeah and be like oh wait you guys didn't know how to do that like i just i grew up knowing how to do that Nate, I imagine Bertrand's it, like i grew up in the mountains the rocks were not if, nearly this small yeah i imagine if uh john was grew up anywhere near the desert like oh yeah john grew up in the desert but john yeah. spent his time inside in a monastery <laughs> Like doing herbology and stuff, so. Why didn't like going outside? Grumble. Yeah. <laughs> John's not an outdoorsman. I think uh, actually here is a good place to stop. Okay. For the okay. evening. Um, Ready. 
But yeah, we uh, we thank you guys for joining us for another most curious session uh, here at City on a Hill Gaming. You can find us online, cityonahillgaming.com, at City on Hill Game on Twitter, or uh, at City on Hill Gaming at gmail.com uh, for more fun, family-friendly Dungeons & Dragons. Good times. Yep. Uh, and if you're just finding the podcast, go back and listen to the whole archive of uh, shows, both this season and last. It's a lot of fun. That would be greatly appreciated, actually. Thank you. Um, we, uh, we've had some interesting adventures. Lizard riding, dragons, all sorts of fun stuff. Enough fish puns to drown a man. Tell you. <laughs> there was another one. I, I wasn't... It, the scale of those is just They amazing. literally just wash over me at this point. <laughs> so if you really enjoy puns, have we... In the words of VeggieTales, got a show for you. Um, yeah. See, that's not where I thought the VeggieTales reference was going to come in. I thought it was going to come in when you were talking about they just keep walking. <laughs> but you won't knock down our wall. Keep... Yeah, I'm surprised I remember that much of that. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, okay, and for more very enjoyable tabletop content, Peter Grant or Jenny, tell me about all the saving the game things. Sure. So Saving the Game is a Christian podcast about tabletop role-playing games and collaborative storytelling. And we're on the web at stgcast.org. Uh, we don't do actual plays, We, except for this one. We do basically role-playing game analysis and discussion and conversation about uh, topics that are kind of about the whole oeuvre of role-playing games as well as how theology intersects with role-playing games and how we can apply that. It's sort of an applied theology at the table podcast, if you will. Yeah. And you can find us at stgcast.org or savingthegamepodcast.org if you prefer, as well as pretty much any uh, podcast aggregator like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. And of course, we're on social media as Saving the Game, at least all the major ones, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, and uh, we also do a weekly video game or game prep that kind of varies what we do. Stream at uh, twitch.tv slash stgcast. Mm -hmm. on Friday evenings. And yep. we have a Discord channel that you can come and join and talk to us, which is available on our website. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that Peter produces blog posts that are excellent on our website, and you should go check those out as well. Lots of interesting uh, world-building and game design content there. I, absolutely. And occasionally some theology or just wailing yep. and gnashing of teeth over horrible current events. Indeed. For example, the next topic we're going to be recording on is a conversation that came up in the City on a Hill Discord uh, talking about how to give out money without turning it into just a loot and scoot in a DD and d game. So and Peter's already got, I think, three pages of notes on that. So that'll Something be Something like that, Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot just from reading y'all's posts in the Discord about the topic, so I'm I'm intrigued. It's a it's a curious thing to try and figure out. Yeah. So but uh, that's the kind of thing that we address. Like, okay, if we want to game in this way, how do we do it? And why would we want to game in this way? Both of these are the kinds of things we talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I can understand. It would be a little tricky to because so many D and D groups turn into like a roving gang of murder hobos. Right. It's multiplayer Diablo. Yeah. <clears throat> and with yeah, our intention like, here being to more or less expressly avoid that. In, in, exactly. In, in, in it be the cases. exact yeah. opposite of that in a lot of ways. So it, it makes her some interesting, uh, I don't even want to say challenges. I think opportunities can be a, a more interesting way of looking at it. There's definitely some stuff you can do 
it's still fun and still very Dungeons and, and Dragon-y, but, you know, addresses some things differently. Mm-hmm. Right. So just to give you guys one little tiny teaser, just one. Ooh. They recently discovered a mushroom in Australia that extracts gold from its uh, environment and isolates it. Mm, that seems valuable. Okay. Well, not, en- not enough in the real world to actually be worth, you know, harvesting for the gold content, but in a fantasy setting. <laughs> and to hear more ideas like that, tune into the episode. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at saving the game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Hey, it's Larry the Podcast Train. Larry. Oh, I can't actually hear him. That's disappointing. I don't hear him. Oh, you will. You just got to turn the gain up on your microphone. Yeah. There, there it is. is. There we go. <laughs> My monthly visit from Blairy. Good times. Monthly. Uh. <laughs> well, we record monthly, so. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Although he actually came through once earlier this evening, too. I thought I heard you say something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Blairy, a day keeps the podcast audience happy i don't i didn't think that one through maybe like i wanted but it's fine don't say away (laughs) don't put that on us no (laughs) yeah daniel will fix it later it's fine Um, (laughs) i'm sure you got something you'll figure it out it's fine